0: I apologize for taking your time. Thank you so much in advance for your support. Enjoy this episode. You are listening to Rabbi Aria Wolby of Torch in Houston, Texas. This is the Living Jewishly Podcast. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Living Jewishly Podcast. We're going to talk about today the Shemona Esrei, the Amidah, part two. Last week, we talked about the connection between the blessings of the Shema and The Shemona Esrei. Now we're going to talk about other aspects of the Shemona Esrei. One shouldn't burp or yawn during the Shemona Esrei. If it is unavoidable, they should place their hand over their mouth. It is inappropriate to spit during Shemona Esrei. If an insect or fly is biting him, he can move his clothes to dislodge it, and so it does not disturb his concentration. But not to remove it by hand. If a Torah book fell in front of him while he's davening Shimon Esrei, while still reciting the Amidah, he may pick up the book Between Blessings, as this will disturb his concentration knowing that there's a Torah book on the floor. Anything that is prohibited during the Amidah remains prohibited till the taking of the three steps back following the prayer. When praying, one should face towards the land of Israel with heart directed towards Jerusalem and towards the Holy Temple, and the Holy of Holies. Those in the nor- in northern Israel should face south towards Jerusalem. Those in southern Israel should face north towards Jerusalem. As Jerusalem is the gateway to heaven, and all prayers rise heavenward through that holy place. If one is in a place that they cannot face towards Israel, they should have in mind, in their heart, to pray towards the land of Israel. If someone began praying, facing the wrong direction, and then realized in the middle that they're facing the wrong direction, they should not step out of their place during the Amidah. Just have in mind: if you suddenly realize, "Oh my goodness! Instead of facing east, I'm facing west, or facing north, or facing south," oh, I didn't realize. Uh, you know, someone stops on the side of the road to daven, and they're facing the wrong direction. Just have in mind: you don't, but you don't move. You don't step out of your position. During the Amidah, if one is in a room where you're facing towards Israel, but that would require facing towards an image or an idol, it is proper not to face towards Israel and to face another direction, but have in mind in your heart to be praying towards Israel. We bend our knees and bow four times during the Amidah. At the first blessing, beginning and end. And at the modim at the beginning and end. So how do we bow? Bowing is done as follows. We bend our knees at Baruch. We bow till our waist height at ata, And then we stand upright when we say Hashem. By modim, we should only bow without bending our knees until we say the word Hashem. Whenever you say the name of Hashem, you say it standing upright. One who is ill or old and can't bow completely should just bow their heads if it is too difficult. One should not add bowing before or after any blessings. So that means there's only four bowings in the Amidah, the beginning and end of the first blessing and the beginning and end of Modim. And that's it. Except if you're a king, a king bows the entire Amidah. Says that others were required to bow for every blessing, but that's not us. Number sixteen. At the conclusion of the amido, we recite Elochai Netzor, a special prayer for protection, for proper speech. Before saying Oseh Shalom, one should bow, take three small steps backward, toe to heel steps, not big lunges, and left right, left. Whenever you're taking steps back, it's left, right, left. You turn the bow to the left saying, Oseh shalom b'imromav. You turn the bow to the right and you say, Huya ya'aseh shalom aleinu. And then you turn the bow center forward and you say, "Va'al kol yisrael v'imromayin. After standing upright, one should recite the prayer, "Yihiratzon," a prayer for the restoration of the service in the temple. This serves as a reminder that all prayers are in place of the service in the temple. It is proper to remain standing in place, feet together, and not return from Ose Shalom till the Chazen reaches the Kedusha in the repetition. If one is davening alone, they should remain standing for a few moments and then they can step back right, left, right. During the personal silent Amida, one should not interrupt for Kaddish, Kedusha, or Baruch Neither should one make motions with fingers, eyes, or lips. If the chazin is repeating the Amidah and the congregation is responding, and now he's in the middle of his silent Amidah, he can pause and have in mind that he is saying it with the congregation, but remain silent. Number 21. Once a person reaches Eloheinitzor, which is that special prayer that Hashem protect us, and we should have proper speech, they can respond to everything like between sections that we discussed previously in the laws of the Shema. Many have the custom to recite a special verse. Yehu may the words of my mouth and thoughts of my heart be acceptable before you, Hashem, my Rock and my Redeemer. They say that with the completion of the prayer, and this is proper, and one may also answer amen at this point. It is proper to find a verse in the Torah, prophets, and writings that begins and ends with the first and last letter of your Hebrew name. So, if your name starts, my name starts with an aleph and ends with a hey. So I have multiple verses. Ashrei vesecha, starts with an aleph, ends with a hey. There are multiple others. Our sages tell us, that when we come to the heavenly realms for our day of judgment, we're in such awe and such shock that we forget our names. The only way to remember that name is with a special verse that begins and ends with our name. So in the back of your art scroll sitter, you will find they have a special list of all the names and of all the possibilities. So if you know your Hebrew name, You'll be able to find it with the first letter of your Hebrew name, the last letter. We learned previously in chapter 12 that one shouldn't pray at all if they feel a need to relieve themselves. However, if one had a pressing need only while they were in middle of the Shemona Esrei, in middle of the Amidah, they should hold themselves back till they end the Amidah. If one passes gas during the Amidah, they should wait until the odor dissipates before resuming prayer. One should not sit within eight feet in all directions of someone who is reciting the Amidah prayer. So if a person is sitting and someone is praying Amidah behind you, it's proper to stand. But if the person sitting is old and weak, or someone who is learning Torah or praying, they need not move. A God-fearing person, however, should always be cautious about walking and sitting in front of someone who is praying the Amidah, the Shmoneh asre Now, here's a, a, an example. If person A completes their Amidah and person B is right behind them, still in middle of the Amidah, A should wait till B finishes before taking their three steps backward for Oza Shalom. And that's proper. There are many times you can be in synagogue and you'll see that someone is just standing there and they're waiting. The person behind them is still praying. It's not proper to walk while in front of someone who is praying. A drunk person who cannot carry a straight sentence is prohibited from praying. His prayer is repugnant, and once his drunkenness has passed, they must pray again. And if the time for prayer has pra- passed already, they should make up that prayer at the following prayer when they are no longer drunk. So we know we've, we've talked about this. We're going to talk about this more about makeup prayers, and that is, if you miss a prayer by mistake, you can make up the prayer in the following prayer. So if someone misses the morning morning prayers, what, they weren't feeling well, they were at the doctor, they were at the hospital, God forbid, and now they, they, they get out of the hospital and it's too late to pray. So they can pray mincha twice and they'll do the whole mincha twice. And if they miss the mincha, for whatever reason, they can pray the mariv twice. If they miss the mariv, they can pray the shachris twice. That's a special privilege that the halacha gives us that if someone by mistake missed the prayer, they can make up for it. My dear friends, that concludes the Living Jewishly episode of the Laws of Shmonessere. Have a fabulous day.